Pro Group Management. Workers' Comp that works for you. Welcome to Nevada Newsmakers on the broadcast today. We're talking Nevada clean energy and transportation with Lina Tana and Bill Thomas. They're both coming up next on an all-new Nevada Newsmakers. Pro Group Management offers workers' comp services to a growing number of industries. As businesses grow and change with the times, the need for a solid workers' comp program must be flexible and up-to-date. The evolving nature of regulations can make staying ahead of complex tasks challenging. But Pro Group Management simplifies the work so your industry can move forward and succeed. Pro Group Management. Workers' comp that works for you. As you know, Reno is booming. Toll's development company is helping it grow with insightful design and development, building community with every project, adding beauty, adding excitement, emphasizing our shared humanity. Reno is becoming bigger. Toll's development is helping it become better, more livable, more enjoyable. To learn more, go to tollsdevelopment.com, tollsdevelopment.com. Get into the Carson Valley Inn for cash and getaway giveaways. Cash and free play drawings every Thursday and Saturday with a $1,000 winner guaranteed each drawing night. And grand prize giveaways including $10,000 in cash or the ultimate Hawaiian vacation package guaranteed. It's the cash and getaway giveaways only at the Carson Valley Inn. Save money and take transit. Did you know you can ride the bus all day for less than what it would cost you for a gallon of gas? Plan your trip now by going to rtcwashoe.com. Nevada Newsmakers Studio is located at the headquarters of the Nevada Trucking Association. Motion and purpose are a truck's greatest virtue. This is Nevada Newsmakers with host Sam Shad, a no-holds-barred political forum. Now, from the Nevada Newsmakers broadcast headquarters, here is Sam Shad. And back on Nevada Newsmakers, we are pleased to welcome to the program Lina Tana. She is a Nevada Clean Energy and Transportation Conference person. Um, uh, you've been on the program before talking about energy issues. Pleasure to have you back. Thank you. And uh, Bill Thomas, making his debut as the Executive Director of the RTC of Washoe County. Pleasure to have you on the program, sir. Glad to be here, sir. Um, so let's talk about the Nevada Clean Energy Transportation Conference. What is it, why is it, and where is it? Great, thank you, thanks for having us. So the Nevada Clean Energy Transportation Conference is going to be held at the Pepper Mill on February 2nd and at the Innovation Center on February 3rd. This is in Reno? In Reno, yes. And so this is a, a, a continuation of a conference that was held right before the legislative session in 2019 um, that was very well attended by legislators and we did a tour of the Pepper Mill Casino because as you probably know it's I think it's the only casino in the world that's completely powered by geothermal Steve Esquaga can correct me if I'm wrong but I believe that's the case so they're a, an ideal partner for this and so our intention is um, to uh, to have this conference and to continue on, hopefully on an annual basis, and maybe even on a regional basis as well going forward. It was very sad. I mean, you had a limited amount of tickets, and they're all gone. <laughs> <laughs> they are, though. It was, it's been amazing. I mean, it's huge. It's huge. It really, it's, we're so excited. We have wonderful partners. RTC was really our first big sponsor to sign on. Obviously, Stephen Esquaga um, saw our vision 
uh, immediately. Nevada Energy is a, is a sponsor. Um, we have a wonderful people who are participating. And it really has, I think, exceeded all expectations. And we do have some limited space still available, especially, I think, on Thursday for informational, uh, not the luncheon. And we also have a wonderful event, uh, evening event for friends and family as well called High Voltage Nights. <laughs> well, and it's also going to be on YouTube. So uh, people who are not able to be there in person will be able to watch this uh, because it's really worldwide interest in this yeah. at this point in time. Um, from a transportation perspective, What's your interest? Well, um, first, let me say that we're really excited about being able to sponsor, be a, one of the sponsors. Um, and I think for RTC, it probably best explain that um, we've been a champion and a leader in the industry in clean energy for not only the state, but also the nation. We were the first in the state to go to for electric vehicles back in 2014. And it actually, we're one of a handful of transportation agencies that's been using um, electric buses well before they became the thing. In fact, right now, a third of our 67 fixed route buses are fully electric. Um, we just last year reached 100% alternative fuel with our fleet, which means that we're not solely reliant on uh, petroleum-based fuel to run our system. Right, because you've been using natural gas for a very long time. That's correct, yes. Um, and as you look at what's coming down the pike, um, what things are you looking at? You know, because one of the things I like about RTCs and airports is you have to look 30 years in the future. You, you're not looking at tomorrow. Um, or you are, but, but that's in addition to 30 years down the road. So give me an idea of, of what the future looks like. Well, um, I think looking at the future, we've got to start with where we're at today. And I think you're right, Sam. We always have to be looking at, uh, well ahead of where we're um, today and where we're going. But um, what we found with the electric buses is that um, they are very good about fulfilling our needs for a segment of our system. And what I mean by that is the technology itself is new. We were industry leader on it. We had four buses that we were able to repurpose that had issues like any new technology. When you first start it, there are things that are promised and things that have the bugs quite haven't been worked out. So for us, um, we're waiting for the next generation of electric to see if they can solve some of the challenges we've had. And, and one of those is really that um, on our system, we try to run our buses 300 miles a day. That's kind of what the demands of the users are looking for. But um, electric buses, because of some of the technology, are challenged to go beyond 100 miles reliably. So what we've done is we've really moved our electric buses into our core service, what we call our bus rapid transit system, which is the one that runs between uh, Meadowood Mall, the 4th Street Station, downtown Reno, and then over to Centennial Plaza and Spark. So um, that's kind of where we're at as far as electrical vehicles. We did get, um, and so did Southern Nevada RTC, a grant from the federal government to explore hydrogen fuel cell. And the beauty of hydrogen fuel cell, even though it's a, a burgeoning and, and an industry we're learning more about, is it, it refills the buses or recharges the buses in the same way gasoline or diesel does. In other words, you fill up the tank and then you go until the tank drains. So we're not kind of in the same constraint of physically going to connect the bus to a charger, which is what we do now. Okay, and how long does that take to charge a bus? Um, it really depends. Um, if it's a full charge, uh, it can take, um, and I, I'm not an expert on it, so I think roughly 20 to 30 minutes. So what we've done is we've, we've uh, built into our station Centennial Plaza and Sparks 
and 4th Street Station in Reno charging facilities. So in other words, when the buses come on their route, their daily routes, they stop when they're picking up passengers or the driver maybe takes a bathroom break, we have them charging at that time. So we do these intermediate charges along the day to get the buses to keep going. Um, so do, do you see a time in the not too distant future? Because you know, one of the concerns I have, and I'm in favor of you know, the, the changeover, um, but you know, 30 minutes to charge, you think of going to a gas station right now, you've got, you know, go to Costco and there's what, 30, 40 pumps there. Um, even if you were to replace 30 or 40 pumps with electric charging stations, if everybody's gonna be there for a half an hour, that's gonna be a very, very long time and a very large backup. Um, but, you know, do you see a future where, you know, you go into a station and they just exchange your battery? that you know you pull out the one that's empty and you just plug in a new one i mean i realize technologically that's not possible today but is that something that people are talking about um i have not heard that specific solution but i do know that the superchargers musk i'm calling you yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. um the superchargers or the quick chargers are um definitely the technology that we're hearing a lot about the challenge is as you pointed out um, unlike maybe at gas stations where we have so many stations and so many pumps spread throughout our communities, there's a lot of places where people can go to get their energy. Um, and we're starting from zero with electric, so we're going to have to build in the infrastructure to be in the place, um, as you describe, even if it can't be done quicker, it needs to be done in a way that people can be satisfied because you don't want to be the person sitting like musical chairs without a pump to connect to if you've got to get somewhere. Okay, so. So, so is that a 20, 30 year old build out? Because so many things coming out of California are saying, oh, it's all gonna be done by 2030, uh, no more gasoline cars for sale by 2030, which sounds great if that's the direction you wanna go in, but the infrastructure is not there to provide that. I think that's probably one of the biggest thing in the transportation world is getting the infrastructure in place to satisfy people to try these new technologies. I think we all know there's a certain tolerance level when you change for how long people will attempt and try. And I think we're still in those earlier parts where we're transitioning over to this new way of um, energizing our transportation network that's gonna mean people are gonna have to adapt maybe and change a little bit. Um, I just share with you one a thing of interest. Bit. I think a, a lot. Bit, or a lot, yeah. <laughs> Depending on your perspective. Um, well, mini marts may become a really uh, even bigger business. Well, right, and you, and you can, you know, it, with a gas station, you have an underground storage tank um, at a, at a select location, but with EVs for you know us citizens of the world, we can go to a grocery store and plug in while we're shopping. We can go to Meadowood Mall and plug in while we're shopping. We can go to a casino and plug in while we're having dinner, gambling or whatever. Uh, same with the restaurant. So there's a lot more options for that infrastructure as the penetration of EV cars expands over the next decade. Someone was saying to me that apartment complexes would be a very natural ground, is that right? Yes, absolutely. Multi, multi-family charging infrastructure is something that's actually being addressed right now uh, before the Public Utilities Commission. All right, so, so let's continue down the road with you here, if you pardon the pun. Um, you know, there are all kinds of people attending this conference. Yes. I mean, legislators, um, other states, uh, uh, NDOT. Um, what, what are you expecting to be brought to the table? 
Um, I think it, I, I'm really excited about the fact that we're having um, other states participate. There's Utah's DOT is coming. I believe we have um, some folks from the from the federal agencies as well. So I think it will be a, the beginning of a good regional discussion. And like I said at the beginning, I, I think both Bill and and Stephen Esquaga really saw the vision of where this could go in the future, not just talking about Nevada, but from a regional perspective. We talked about Tahoe. Um, we've talked about, you know, including issues with water. We do. We actually do have a, a, a brief presentation on, on the intersection between water and energy. Um, Which is, <laughs> what, 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 what does that intersection mean in real terms? Um, I think just um, how you can, uh, well, I'm not gonna speak for Luke, but um, how you can um, improve water and wastewater uh, treatment facilities. Those are big energy users. You know, how do, how do you make those more efficient? Um, so I'm actually excited to, to listen to his presentation. You know, and that's a huge deal for this area because mm -hmm. one of the limits for growth is gonna be upgrading the uh, Reno Sparks uh, wastewater facility. Absolutely. Um, that's, you know, most people don't talk about it, but that is literally uh, the biggest thing, and I'm sure you know from your time in city government that that was an issue. Yeah, you can't expand uh, without dealing with the uh, sewage. <laughs> uh, to say the least. Uh, but you know, I think TRI helped a lot with uh, um, you know taking the uh, gray water and That's moving right. that up to TRI. That was what a thirty million dollar pipeline. Right. Um, just to get a quick response from you, what did you think about the announcement uh, about Tesla investing another three and a half? billion dollars at the Tahoe Industrial Center. Well, personally, um, I'm very excited about it. And uh, professionally, I think it's gonna give us an opportunity at RTC to work more closely with Story County. Um, and I think it accelerates the regional conversation of how do we get people around because- Yes, sir. Um, Interstate 80 certainly is a conflict point right now with the growth of um, Tahoe Regional Industrial Center as well as the employment that's happening out in the Fernley area. Um, there's no way to replicate the Reno Sparks area. So no matter how those areas develop, there'll still be people wanting to come to our community, either to live here or for services. So it's something we've got to deal with. NDOT, I know, did a study to look at the widening of Interstate 80. There's a option to extend a road up to La Posada that's been on the table. And then the third one, which isn't, doesn't get much discussion, but is out there is a road that basically would connect into South Meadows area and connect back over. So those are kind of the three things that have been talked about for some time. I would say this kind of helps accelerate it. Um, the other thing that I personally find very interesting, early on when Tesla was brought here, there was always the conversation in our community about, well, would the batteries then be followed by the production and the manufacturing? You know, because we were just a subcomponent of the actual electric vehicle. And um, this is exciting to see the actual manufacturing of the end product more of that, and I'm not sure of the details, but more of that will be in our community, which means um, broader skill sets and more higher level, higher probably trained and qualified and probably greater wages to people who are gonna be working out of our community. Well, and your step away with aut autonomous trucks uh, to be able to go to autonomous buses, et cetera. Um, the Boring Company obviously has had a grand experiment at the Las Vegas Convention Center. Have you ridden that? I haven't. I'm aware of it, but I don't know the details. You need to go down the there and do that. Yeah, because I mean, it's a fascinating system of point to point, um, and they're expanding it all over um, the Las Vegas region to, I think, 58 different uh, stations. And if you go to the Boring Company's website, at least the last time I looked, there was actually a link to Los Angeles, which may be optimistic and 50 years down the road, 
Um, but it, it seems like, you know, potentially that could work for cities. Is that something that you guys are looking at as potential? Other than just preliminary conversations to better understand that we've had no serious analysis or conversation about that. I mean, certainly it could be an option, but I would say if all the options are on the table, that's probably the farthest out in terms of any or the one that's had the least amount of analysis done. But certainly we're looking in the transportation world, as you said earlier, Sam, like what's, what's the future? Because these facilities don't happen overnight. Uh, most of our projects at best can happen within a three-year window, but more of them take, you know, most of them take much longer. Oh, right, 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 to say the least. Okay, let's take a break. We'll come back much more on renewable energy after this timeout. Get into the Carson Valley Inn for cash and getaway giveaways. Cash and free play drawings every Thursday and Saturday with a $1,000 winner guaranteed each drawing night. And grand prize giveaways including $10,000 in cash are the ultimate Hawaiian vacation package guaranteed. It's the cash and getaway giveaways only at the Carson Valley Inn. The Do It Right guys at Nevada Heating have one mission. Your furnace breaks down today, we fix it today. Why freeze for days while your furnace is down when Nevada Heating can get the job done today and you can get warm again? For nearly 50 years, locally owned Nevada Heating has been getting the job done right. Call today at 323-5585 and we'll fix it today. That's 323-5585 or online at nevadaheating.com. Hi, I'm Renee Summerauer, digital news anchor here at 7 at 7. Watch our streaming nonstop newscast immediately with your mobile phone. 7 at 7 is the new way for you to get every bit of local news you need in just seven minutes. Breaking news, local neighborhood news, weather, and sports are just a click away. Reporters bring you all of what's happening in the Valley. From Roku, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, YouTube, and more. Get every bit of local news you need from the RJ and LVRJ.com. It's the 10 million point Break the Bank giveaways at Tamarack Casino. Plus, win your share of 50,000 in cash. The 10 million point Break the Bank giveaways plus 50,000 in cash at Tamarack Casino. Now through February 25th, your good times are at Tamarack Casino. Save money and take transit. Did you know you can ride the bus all day for less than what it would cost you for a gallon of gas? Plan your trip now by going to rtcwashoe.com. This is Nevada Newsmakers. And back on Nevada Newsmakers, we continue our conversation with Lina Tana and Bill Thomas. We're talking about the Nevada Clean Energy Transportation Conference. Um, what does NV Energy want out of this at this point in time? What, uh, what, what, what's their mission, do you think? So they are uh, a sponsor through their organization, PowerShift. Um, they are, um, I, I think, a, a tremendous partner in, in, in this conference. Um, we, you know, they're very invested as far as the transportation spaces um, with their transportation electrification plan that's pending before the commission right now that would seek to expand on what they did a year ago with the economic recovery transportation electrification plan that, you know, has sort of, uh, for lack of a better word, kind of a plug and play infrastructure for charging throughout the state in urban areas and rural areas and um, uh, recreation areas, et cetera. So um, they're seeking to expand on that. We also have in that docket, we have um, uh, plenty of industry representatives. I represent an LX way as a charging infrastructure company. So, um, you know, trying to promote 
this uh, infrastructure throughout the state. I think this is a very complementary piece to that, to educate people and to see how, how Nevada Energy can participate in that. So I look at it from a business point of view and say, okay, this is economic development because mm -hmm. not only are you doing these plug and plays, as you put it, um, but I mean, are you putting in mini marts, are you putting in restaurants, are you putting in other services? Um, that would go along with somebody who's going to be around for maybe 20 to 30 minutes? Well, certainly, yes. Yeah. So the, um, the, the options that, that are being proposed do um, offer various levels of charging, one, two, or three, depending on the location. And so I uh, presumably the owner of a restaurant can say, I would like to invest in level two because people are going to be in my restaurant for 45 minutes to an hour. And that yeah, makes sense Yeah, because level one me. would be, I'm going to be here for a day. Yeah, that's <laughs> mainly what you would do at your home overnight. Yes. You know, that's like an eight hour charge overnight, but level two. But again, as we were discussing earlier, you know, technology changes and um, and perhaps those, those charging times will, will be quicker as, as the years go down. Um, what do you see as potential for economic development? Because, you know, uh, and, and we talked about this with one of your colleagues, Maria, on the program not too long ago uh, with, uh, in relation to your Audi uh, Boulevard project, that a lot of what RTC does that people don't understand is economic development. Same for Southern Nevada. Yeah, I think as you mentioned earlier, Sam, when we were talking about, um, you know, infrastructure like sewer plants and water, if you think about it, roads are much like that. Um, without them, business can't transact. People don't get to schools to get to work, to get around. So our, our um, role, which is really the transportation network, is very critical um, in fitting in with water, sewer, electricity, all the things that go to creating community and the assets it needs to be successful. So um, I think what's going to be really interesting is probably if in fact anything changes in the way people move around as we move to these alternative fuels. The initial indications are that um, people are still driving more than they did. So um, right now, the fact that you might have to charge, let's say for 20, 30 minutes or a longer period of time isn't really reflecting in how much people drive. Um, could it in the future? I'm so sure there's a lot of things that would influence that. We certainly do our part to try to get people to ride the bus where it's convenient to them. But as you can imagine, um, our most effective public transportation, people come to it. It's very hard to do mass public transportation where you go to the people because people are so diverse, their trips are all different. So that's going to be the challenge is how can we melt together both, um, I think, the desire to have more beneficial energy sources that benefit the environment as well as trying to get people to to drive less and be on the road less. Okay, and, and what kind of population base do you need to make that efficient? I mean, I was born in London, I've spent time in major cities where hopping on a bus, there's one every 10 minutes and you hop on a subway, um, that's how you get around because it's impossible to drive your personal vehicle. For me, um, I live on top of a hill and to get to the nearest bus stop if I was gonna take the bus uh, would be a very long walk down and a really bad walk back up. <laughs> um, so d what kind of population mass and density do you have to have to be able to be as efficient as possible with mass transportation? Um, it's a hard thing to answer that specifically, like a target. I know we're at about half a million. And you know, if you look at the history of, of ridership in our community, it's in the percentages you know, three to seven percent, it kind of fluctuates around. Before the pandemic, we were carrying about eight million people a year, um, and now we're around four. So it really harmed us in terms of people riding public transportation. And one of the things about public transportation, it's very hard to get people on, and once they get off, it's hard to get them back. So right. um, 
I would say the real challenge is not so much you know the, how much we would need in mass because we we're going to be constrained. I don't think we're ever going to be a London or a right. you know, anything of that scale. The question really becomes where do people live, and I think the best most effective um, development of our community would be to find a, a way to get more and more people where our buses currently exist. For example, Virginia Street and Fourth Street. The more people that live there, let's say seven percent will ride the bus no matter what you do. The more there the more they're gonna be riding the bus. All right, let's take another break and we'll be right back. What do you count on? You count on your power every day. At NV Energy, we've always powered what's important to you, but we're not looking at the past. We're focused on the future. While our standards are high, our rates will remain low. And our commitment to renewables isn't just meeting standards, but leading the way. Because you can count on more than just your power. You can count on the company who brings it to you. That's our promise. You can count on it. Early in the morning or throughout the night, professional truck drivers are on the job, serving you. Safely moving freight that's crucial to our economy. From the oldest industries to our newest innovators. From the exotic to the everyday. Trucks are everywhere, moving everything. Never afraid to embrace a future that makes Nevada and our nation stronger. Trucking moves America forward. Like a traditional handmade basket, retail is woven into the fabric of life in Nevada. From big box to mom and pop, retail supports our communities in countless ways. Jobs for the disabled, team uniforms for kids, help for the elderly, and so much more. Retail employs over 1 in 10 workers. Retail supports Nevada, and we support retail. R-A-N-N-V dot org. Imagine a magical garden that feeds Carson City's hungry and homeless, teaches our high school students agriculture, creates hanging floral displays to beautify downtown, and yet charges nothing. It's not magic. It's the Greenhouse Project. It's real, it's growing, and it needs your help. Go online to carsoncitygreenhouse.org so together we can grow it forward. This is Nevada Newsmakers. And back on Nevada Newsmakers with Bill Thomas and Lina Tana. Um, where would people be able to find the live stream if they want to find it this week? Yes, if you go to the Eventbrite, I think it's eventbrite.com website, you can search for the event. And we will have that live link posted, I believe, by this Friday. Um, but again, the event is actually February 2nd and 3rd at the Pepper Mill and the Innovation Center uh, in downtown Reno. And I will be moderating one of the panels. Yes, thank you so much. To it. <laughs> thank you both for being here. Really yeah, appreciate well. it. Obviously, tons more to talk about. Yeah. Come back, That's and good. we'll be right back. Modern boutique Ahern Hotel and Event Center sits at the heart of the Las Vegas Strip. Two floors of meeting and event space are ideal for groups and conventions. Stay in one of 200 luxurious rooms and suite. Brand your event throughout the property. Flexible event spaces make for easy planning and personalization. Take over the entire hotel with a full buyout option. Snorkel personnel lifts are engineered beyond the industry norm to an uncommon level of safety and durability and with an eye towards sustainability. They're also designed to be simple to operate and maintain. 
snorkel, always at the cutting edge of progress. With Nevada's only transplant center and verified burn center, the science is here. With award-winning cardiologist and the state's only dedicated heart failure clinic, the talent is here. With Nevada's most advanced robotic surgery, the technology is here. And with the Silver State's only designated pediatric trauma center, hope is here. All because we are here. UMC. Southwest Specialties has been making the homes and businesses of Nevada beautiful for more than 20 years. Their experienced designers and craftsmen create the walkways, backyards, water features, and a variety of outdoor cooking areas that add curb appeal and value to your investment. Call today or visit them at their website and see how they can make your outdoor spaces special. Southwest Specialties, creative, distinctive, beautiful. As always, you can watch Nevada Newsmakers 24 hours a day at NevadaNewsmakers.com. See you on the next show.